Welcome to the Oceans Ministries Podcast. Here's your host, Tim Spikestra. Hi, this is uh, Tim Spikestra with Oceans Ministries, and it, it is a great blessing. I'm actually in Southern California with a, a group of friends, uh, my friend Henry's house, and um, I have Michelle Bennett here, a good friend, and I have Danny Untercuffler here, uh, another good friend that we were all serving in a church together at one time, and uh, God is doing some great things in their lives, and I thought it'd be a great time to have another podcast, and and part of this comes from a book my friend Michelle sent me uh, called Pray Ekabalo, the Greek word, and it, it comes from the text of Scripture, Matthew 9, 37 and 38, that says, The harvest is truly plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. So, Michelle, you sent me this book. I read it, couldn't put it down, mm-hmm. and uh, thought of you, thought of even Danny. had a great meeting with him today, so I drug him here. <laughs> and uh, God has... Uh, use people's prayers to thrust you guys into the harvest field. Yes. What does that Greek word ekabalo mean? Uh, you sent me the book, so tell tell the listeners a little bit about what that Greek word means. Okay, the Greek word ekabalo means to hurl, thrust, or propel. It's something forceful as opposed to a passive um, just going into. It's uh, You're just kind of like you, you don't have control you just go, have to go do it. Just do it. Yeah. And you're like thrown into it, yes. right? Yes. And um, the reason I have you both here, because God has done that in your lives. Yes. Mm. And is doing that in your lives. Um, Danny, uh, uh, a little while ago, God thrust you and uh, your wife, Kaylin, and your two wonderful boys, mm. Graham and Wyatt, into a place where he wants you to uh, work in the harvest field. Tell us a little bit about what that's like and what God called you into and what what you're dreaming of right now. Mm. Yeah, um, God called us to to be part of a, a young church plant. And, uh, you know, what I'm learning is sometimes you think you know why God is calling you to a place. And and sometimes there's just a lot of different answers to that question. And so one of the things that we've been learning is that, you know, God calls you somewhere um, and you just be obedient. And sometimes we have our own expectations that can kind of get in the way of what God is actually trying to do. And uh, what we're trying to do is just to love people. You know, the harvest is about people. It's not about church buildings. It's not about agendas. It's not about money. It's about people coming to know Jesus. And so we're trying to just do the basic things of encountering our neighbors and, and doing life with people in our homes and sharing meals. And, and Kaylin's been subbing in the local schools and we're just trying to get out there and just do the normal things, but to do them, hopefully clothed in the power of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's been really exciting. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, as God thrusts you, cause he, he likes to push a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Is that an easy process? No, <laughs> it's not an easy process because, um, because it's difficult because in my head, I still think it's going to be really easy and things are going to be perfect. And as I've learned is that, um, you know, you need those bruises and need those scars 
because those are memories of how God stepped in and, and these markers of where I, I saw God be faithful. And God has a bigger picture in mind than just what my current view is. Mm. And so we have to currently be surrendering our will to him, even if I don't understand the current circumstances, which is just really difficult if you're a human being. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Michelle, um, one of the things that, that Oceans has been involved is bringing the love of the Father to um, spiritual and physical orphans around the world. And we have a partnership with a, a place in Lesotho called uh, Beautiful Gate, mm-hmm. which takes care of abandoned babies. And several years ago, you came into my office at church when I was pastoring at Cross Point Church in Chino, and you said, someday I'm going to be in Africa, right? Well, or, there, there was a close. Okay, remind <laughs> you, me, it's you, been a while. You told me Africa. <laughs> I had had a dream about serving dark-skinned people, and I assumed, because I don't ever think out of the country and, and far away, um, I assumed that it would be in the South or inner city type things. And you just looked at me and very matter-of-factly said, Africa. And I went, oh, wow. <laughs> and then I said, okay, you know, if that's what God decides, then, you know, that's where I'll go. Yeah. So that was, oh, man, some years ago, That was right? like five years ago. Yep. So... Actually, more than that, it was like seven years ago, because after that, I went to start ETP. Uh-huh. Evangelism training yes. program, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. To, and, to be equipped. Yeah, and you don't know why exactly, but you were being trained for three years. Danny was in the same yes. program, which is really cool. <laughs> I think you guys overlapped a little bit. Yeah. And God was training you, discipling you in the Word and vision. Mm-hmm. And um, so where, what's going on now? What is God thrusting you into Um, share with the listener a little bit about that. Okay. Um, So about three and a half years ago, I was, um, because I've known for a long time I was going to be called somewhere, and I just didn't know where, and periodically I would get frustrated about that, wanting to know what he's doing, Mm -hmm. and uh, and he was very quiet about it, but I was just to wait on him, and, um, and about three and a half years ago, I was getting a lot of scripture that it was in three and a half years, in three and a half years, in three and a half years. And that with that timeline, that's when my daughter, Hannah, who's the youngest of my two kids, was going to graduate. So I knew that my season was to, at that time, was to be a mom, which it always is, but that just to dedicate myself to that, knowing that once she has graduated from high school and is off to college or whatever it is that he has next for her, that that's when he would open the door for what was happening next in my life. Um, I've been on a couple mission trips to Kenya with Pastor Jane and Mitzbah Ministries and just fell in love with Africa. And um, and then, you know, I've heard talk from certain people about <laughs> Beautiful Gate a lot, <laughs> and I've always wanted to go there. And a couple years ago, um, right before I went to Kenya with Jane, I just felt the need that I had to go to Beautiful Gate. I had to go there before I met Jane in Kenya. And so, um, you know, I'd, I don't understand how everything works. I just emailed Brian and said, I'm coming. And I didn't realize there's kind of like this approval kind of process thing. I just said, oh, I'm coming. And, uh, and they scattered and we filled out a bunch of paperwork and we made that work out. And I went for five days and... Um, just really seeking because I really felt God calling me to go there. And I went and the 
I fell in love with it first, and but um, but everything, all the positions were filled, all the volunteer long-term volunteer positions were filled, and it looked like they were going to be filled for a long time. So I remember coming home, just kind of questioning, like, okay, God, I, I don't know what that was, but I feel that it was you that called me there, and I was obedient in going, and so I'm just going to leave it with you again, again. It's it's yours, and I'm just going to wait. In August, I got an email from Anita Gearink. One of the directors at Beautiful Gay. Yeah. Yes, asking me if I was interested in the operations manager position at Beautiful Gate. <laughs> and my heart just like leapt. And what was interesting was that night, um, so that, I mean, the time difference and everything, she actually, when she emailed me, I woke up from three consecutive dreams where they were just really short little things where I was in a foreign country, because it's real obvious when you've been in a foreign country that you're there and not here <laughs> in America, and and just knowing that that was my home. And and then, you know, waking up and it's like, well, what is that? And going back to sleep and having the same dream. And my kids being with me, but it wasn't like they were living with me, but they were with me at that time. And, and I had that dream three times. And then in the morning, I had the email from Anita asking me if I was interested, and I just started crying. And, it, you know, I emailed her back, you know, absolutely, I'll pray about it, but the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then what I, what I realized from that, because I talked to my kids afterwards, and um, my son's out of the home, he's in the Air Force, and Hannah getting ready to graduate, because it's really important that they um, support me in, in this and um, and they understand and they were both like oh yeah absolutely we have you know we know this is what you need to do and so that was where that my kids were with me mm. that's where that tied into the mm. dream that it's like they they are they know without a doubt this is where their mom needs to be mm. wow. and so um, that struggle with being on separate continents from them uh, just kind of I was able to let go of that and mm. just be able to trust God that you know mm. He's got them He's got me and. So powerful. Yeah, that is awesome. And, you know, the viewer, the listeners can't see you, but Mm -hmm. I could see in your eyes starting Mm -hmm. to well up because Mm -hmm. you're a mom. You love your kids. Um, So part of the thrusting and part of the pain will be kind of leaving them and trusting that God has them. Right. Right. Um, Right. And that's one area we can be praying for you (laughs) as a as a mom, as you commit to to going in August, I believe, to Africa, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes. I will get Hannah set up in college if that's what works out, and then yeah. I will hop on a plane and be gone. And um, yeah, but it, I mean, it comes back to that whole, you know, compelled thrust. It's like I've never felt since I had that dream like I had a choice really in what this is, mm-hmm. whatever whatever it is he calls me mm-hmm. to. There's, you know, above all, I want to be obedient. Mm-hmm. And um, and to do that, I have to go where he calls. Yeah. And even if my kids weren't on board, yeah. or my family, or uh, I mean, you know, my my mom is nervous about her baby going, going to so. another country. And so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's not easy um, whenever you answer God's call. And I think mm-hmm. in our minds we have a vision of what we sometimes think that's like, but Mm -hmm. over the years, it's usually, at least in my experience, it's different than what I thought. Talk about that a little, Danny. How is 
you, you know, you, you get called out of a, a pretty big church, people mm-hmm. who love you as uh, in worship, youth pastor, love your wife, your kids. And then you go to a foreign field, <laughs> Southern California by the beach, right? It is a really tough environment. It's harder than, it's harder than it looks. <laughs> there you go. Um, talk about the difficulties sometimes of answering the call of God. Maybe it doesn't quite appear to be what you thought it was going to be like. Yeah, you know, when you answer the call, like Michelle was saying, you know, sometimes I didn't feel like we had a choice in it um, in terms of when you're seeking the Lord and we were in a season of, of asking. And when he finally gives you the answer, you've been saying to God, I'm going to say yes. And so, so we're going. Mm-hmm. And you have ideas of what you think you're going to do and and all those things. And so we know without a shadow of a doubt that God was calling us to go to South Orange County. It is the last place I thought he was going to call us. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. but I would have loved to have land somewhere or whatever. <laughs> um, and so what, you know, some of the difficulties and, and Michelle will find this out too, is, is sometimes it's just relational. It's starting over with a, a whole group of people that you don't know. Mm-hmm. That, that you don't have history with. I don't even, you know, I don't know how the city works. I don't know. I don't have past experiences. Remember when we did this and that. And so you really start over and it can be a lonely place. Um, unless you remember that it was God who thrust you there. Mm-hmm. Remember, no, no, God compelled us and dragged us here. Mm-hmm. And you have to hold on to that because I think what I've learned is you want to go back and say, well, okay, did we really? You know, God, did you really say to go? But I know he did. And so that, for for me and my wife, it reminds us, no, no, God has asked us to be here. Whether it's for one single person or for a thousand people. And there's been relationships that we've formed that I, in my heart, know we are here for this couple. Mm. And... <coughs> And they're here for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we thought we were going down to just do ministry to people. God has used other people to minister to us. We are shepherds, but we need shepherding just like mm-hmm. anybody else. Mm-hmm. I need people to love on us and encourage us and to show the Father's love to us as we're showing it to them. And so we've developed these relationships. And we've, you know, we talk about this all the time. That's what that's what the family of God is. Yeah. It's relationships mm-hmm. with people and that's been really powerful because as much as things can be difficult, we've experienced depth in relationships in a year that I feel like would typically take five years. Mm-hmm. And God has like expedited that because he knew we needed it. Mm-hmm. And, and I wouldn't change that for the world. And so we're just trying to be faithful to do whatever he has. You know, tomorrow when I wake up on Thursday morning, God, what is it that you have for us? And sometimes it's as simple as just asking that question and I'll deal with Friday on Friday. Mm-hmm. And God has been so good. Mm-hmm. And um, and when I doubt that, um, I have to remember the character of God. Mm-hmm. Um, that when God has called us, I was just listening to a sermon this morning mm-hmm. that God calls us, you're already equipped to do the thing. He's not calling us to do something we we're not capable of in him. And so it's believing, oh God, no, you, you asked us, you've already given us everything we need. And I just have to believe that. And when you believe that nothing's impossible. Mm. And that's been really powerful for us. That's beautiful. 
One of the things I like about this book that Michelle gave me, uh, Prayer Ekabalo by Lou Engel, um, just brand new book out, and it's a, it's a prayer revolution for the great harvest. And mm. I think many people believe before Jesus comes again, there's going to be this incredible harvest of mm-hmm. souls um, that will come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Um, but when Jesus prays that in Matthew 9, he's saying, pray to the Father, pray to God to, to send workers out into the harvest field. And prayer is such an important part of that mm-hmm. harvest field that uh, not everybody's called to go to Africa like mm-hmm. Michelle. Not everybody's called to, to plant a church uh, in, a, in a difficult place where a lot of people don't look for God. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all have this gift or calling in our lives to pray, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. to pray that God would raise up harvesters. There's been people that have been praying for Danny and Kaylin. There's mm-hmm. been people that have been praying for Michelle and her family um, that, that you are the result of somebody praying. Mm-hmm. You are the result of somebody, whether parents, friends, prayer groups. You were in yes. part of a, a prayer group that uh, every Wednesday night, and they're mm-hmm. still praying for you. Um, so... Prayer is a part of uh, going into the harvest field. So as we come to an end of this podcast, how, Michelle, can we be praying for you as you go to Beautiful Gate? And like Danny said, it's not always going to be easy. You're going to get out there and go, what in the world am I doing? Where are you, God? Uh, I'm lonely. I miss my kids. But what are some of the things that, that the listeners can be praying for you as you prepare and as you go to Africa? Um, let me back up one little bit. Um, before I got the email from Anita, I had really been praying that, um, that I just wanted to depend on God more Mm. and, and to be put in a place where I could just rely on him for everything. Mm. And so that, that email from Anita just filled that that prayer that it's like, oh, wow, you're really going to do mm-hmm. <laughs> put me in a place where I do have to depend on you. Um, when I had gone down to Beautiful Gate initially, the group of people that were in charge there, Brian and Anita and Terp and uh, Ron and Karen, um, there's, there's been a change in, in staff there. And so what I saw when I went there initially is not going to be what I experienced. And then since accepting the position, there's kind of been, there's some changes going on. I don't know exactly what all that is. And so it's going to be even different than what I thought it was going to be when I accepted it. Mm-hmm. So I I go into this completely aware that um, I'm going to be on completely foreign soil. Um, I am going to have to just trust him and depend on him more than I ever have in, in my life. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and use this time for what I asked for, to, to be closer to him, to, to depend on him more. And um, so that, that's, that's my biggest prayer, is that I, I can do that. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'll start out on campus so I can kind of get acclimated to the country a little bit. And, and then I want to move off campus because I don't want to be insulated by just what's happening there. I want to be part of the community. Mm. I want to love on the community mm. because I think part of that, that's where part of that dream comes from. That It's not just feeding kids, it's feeding people. And whether that's with actually that I make 
pots of food and I feed people in my yard or um, or if it's just feeding, you know, God's love and his word to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I don't know where that's going to go, but I want to be um, I want to be open to his leading. I don't want to go down there and think I know it all. Mm-hmm. Um what they do down there is amazing and it works and I don't have to come in trying to change things. I need to join in what's already happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, and sometimes it's not always easy for us to just step back and be part of and help encourage what's already there. And then also um, prayer for my parents and, uh, and my kids that, and me, that just the whole relationship thing and being on separate continents and literally on the opposite side of the world from each other. And, um, and we're going to, my kids and myself are going to be really scattered. You know, Joey's right now he's on the East coast and I, you know, Hannah will be in the middle of the country somewhere going to school and I'll be down in Africa. And then my parents are here local. So it's kind of how, how's that all going to work? And, um, and just be able to stay in contact with each other and, so that's the biggest thing, because I know God will take care of the finances and all the other parts. Yeah. Yeah. It's a journey of trust. Yes, man, it is. That he's going to do amazing things. And I've had a, amazing examples in of that, God. of seeing people trust God mm. and step out. And that's where I've learned to do that, mm. is that, you know, they can do it, so can I. Mm. One of those examples would be Danny. So, <laughs> so anyway, and you. Yeah, and no. you. Um, Danny, how can we... Uh, I had a great time having coffee with Danny and catching mm. up, so I drug him into this podcast. So <laughs> thank you, Danny. Um, but excited for you both. I mean, i just just so excited um, because of your yes. Mm-hmm. Not easy, but what God will do. Um, and... Listening to Danny uh, for a couple hours earlier, just really excited. It's a new season. Mm. Uh, can't maybe share all that, but um, how can we pray for you in this new season of what God is doing for you and with you and Kaylin yeah. at the church? I think uh, what's been on my heart is, and we were talking about this earlier, a little bit about Moses and Moses wanted to see the face of God. He wanted God's presence more than anything else. I mean, God used him to lead a group of people out of Egypt and to do these amazing things. And, but it was, nothing was enough. He wanted to see the, he wanted to see God's glory mm-hmm. and God actually let him see part of it, you know, when he hit him in the cliff and stuff. And so I want my own heart and my wife's heart. And I want to be part of a church that we want to see, and experience God's presence above anything else. And that that would be the driving force in all that we do, that it's not about numbers. It's not about things we can create or music we can play. You know, that that God would be the thing that satisfies Mm -hmm. our heart. And I heard Mm -hmm. someone say the other day, it was really powerful, is that it's not just resting in what God has done or is doing or will do, but it's being content in the fact that that God is who he says he is. Yes. Our, our, we're content in the fact that he is, I am. That mm-hmm. name he reveals to Moses mm-hmm. is that the answer when Moses is like, "How God, how are we going to do this? He's like, I am. Mm-hmm. And it's not a very satisfying answer <laughs> at all. It's like, <laughs> no. oh. but, no. but what Moses is really asking is, God, 
I'm not so concerned about your name. I want to know how, what the plan is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I am. Mm-hmm. And learning to trust God's character that, just like Michelle, he will satisfy you. Mm-hmm. He is it. Mm-hmm. He has to be enough. That son Christ is enough. And I'm not even saying that just because I believe one day he's going to do something powerful, but just because of the nature of who he is, that if, if we have that and that's offered to me every day, then anything that happens today <laughs> can't take that away. Mm-hmm. You know, that joy that's been given to us, no one can steal. And so I just want to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. I want my family's eyes fixed on Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want our churches. And, and I know that Tim, you, want them to shut, you guys want the same thing. And mm-hmm. to be part of a network of people that are fixing their eyes on Jesus mm-hmm. and that want the presence of God mm-hmm. at all costs, mm-hmm. that. That's exciting, mm. yes. and that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I, you know, I look at both of you, and I know that's both of your passions. You both love to worship. Uh, both love the same music to worship too. Um, and you guys have been seeking hard after God, which is not easy. And and He leads too. Um, but both of you radiate the glory of God, just mm-hmm. like Moses did. Uh, even better because Christ now dwells in you, right? Mm-hmm. And that inward working of the Holy Spirit. So, Michelle, in Africa, you need to just be you. And Amen. Danny needs to be just Danny in this new season he's in. And I'm excited because the Holy Spirit is going to use you uh, both and your families. And thank you for being part of this podcast. Um, I, I know you're going to encourage the listeners um, about prayer about being thrust out um, as they come along and join you. They're part of your ministry mm-hmm. as they pray for you because yeah. um, they're going to, in heaven someday, we'll see the fruit of that, right? Amen. Right. So yes. thank you. Uh, thank you. We're going to be praying for you. <laughs> and uh, thanks for coming. I know you both have to get back. One has to get back to work and another <laughs> meeting. And thank you, Henry Mirsva, for letting us use your house. Um, And Rhonda. And Rhonda. (laughs) And and the cat. cat. God bless. Uh, Thanks thanks for listening to Ocean's Ministries podcast. Um, Pray that you keep seeking the face of God. Amen. Thank you for joining us. To hear more episodes or learn more about Ocean's Ministries, please visit oceansministries.org. 